podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. This is it's Roger Giggs on football, but uh, for the tonight only, it is Sai on football. Uh, Roger's come down with illness. Uh, so he's unable to do it this evening. So it's uh, just me for this evening uh, to have a little chit-chat with you, the people, and uh, whatnot. And we'll get going. We'll get started. We'll talk some stuff. We'll talk about the same subjects. Probably won't be as long as uh, as the usual the usual shows. But, you know, we'll see how we go and stuff. Um, so obviously with these, the one-man shows as ever, always relying on you guys. Lots of interaction, lots of questions. All that good stuff. Um, first of all, bit of housekeeping. Um, as usual, Ace Podcast Nation, of course. You're home to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So please do give us a follow on social media. Subscribe to that YouTube channel and uh, click the bell for notifications and all that good stuff. If you like your audio podcasts, then, of course, Sports Social is the place to get it. Uh, Sports Social Podcast Network. Um just a quick update on the, the old Super Six, as uh, as it were. Interesting week as uh, Matt Harrop and Dale Barrett had a great week coming second and third respectively. But they just missed out to top spot to the one, the one and only Craig Sullivan, who scored 18 points this week, moving him up to third in the overall table. Uh, in our celebrity mini league, it's a big well done to the Andes. Leg with 16, Campbell. Just beaten for top spot, but uh, there was there's only one point again this time between me and Rodri, and uh, unfortunately Rodri, Rodri uh, took the took the round, but I still got a twenty point lead after a, a rip roar in a few weeks from myself. Re- been in some good form, so we'll do uh, we'll do my super six predictions a bit later on to make sure I don't forget. But um, yeah, so it's like a combination tonight of uh, me myself and I, and uh, also. Of course, Roger Giggs and football. Um, Roger will be back next week. A little bit of um, scheduling notes, as it were, for over the next few weeks. So, obviously, I'm here now. Um, Sunday, Danny Batten Fight Show. Um, we've got UFC number six ranked featherweight in the world, Arnold Allen, joining us as well. Um, and then Monday will be me and Danny. Um, I think that's going to be about eight o'clock rather than the usual sort of 7.30. And it might be a little bit shorter because we have to um, fit in around Danny's coaching and stuff like that. But um, he is going to try and join us for a, a short stint. If me, uh, myself, my story extra. Next Wednesday, um, we have ex-Premier League footballer Joe Riley doing, uh, I'll, I'll be dropping the, the my story for the, for him, which was um, it's a really good one. Uh, very up and down. He's been, had, um, been through something just like, some heartbreaking stuff as Joe. Um, three really serious knee injuries, and of course, um, the loss of his child as well. Um, it's quite an emotional one, it was a long one, but um, Joe's fantastic, um, really top bloke. Really, I really enjoy speaking to him as well. So, um, yeah, looking forward to you guys seeing that next Wednesday. Then, next Thursday, not Friday, Thursday will be Rodri Giggs on football. Next Sunday, then Danny Batten fight show, um, and then there'll be a my story extra, hopefully with Joe on the Monday. That'll be the last live Monday show because um, obviously it's Christmas and stuff like that. So I'm, for that Christmas period, it's generally um, going to be just the Rodri show somewhere scattered around, talking about the sort of festive period of football. Not sure yet. Might have a, a surprise. Guest join us over the Christmas period, a familiar face, if you know what I mean. But um, yeah, so I also um, I uh, offered or spoke to Joe last night when I recorded that show and asked him if he'd be interested in doing a weekly championship show in the new year. So he's going to have to think about that because I think that'd be really good. Um, he's really knowledgeable. Me and him get on really well as well. So I think that kind of um, would be a good one. Um, little let's have a look at the chat. We got uh, Matthew Angel, Donna, welcome, Cade, Matthew, uh, 
Uh, Leslie, Reese's mum, welcome one and all. Um, what's wrong with Rog? Roger's ill. Um, it's not for me to say what he's got. Um, but you know, we are where we are. But uh, we wish, obviously, wish him well. Um, and hopefully he's resting up and all that good stuff. Um, he wouldn't miss the show if he didn't have to. It's you know, it's just it is what it is. Um, Stereophonics is off in Cardiff. Yeah, that's a really. Uh, I don't like the Stereophonics, but we bought um, my father-in-law and mother-in-law's stereo uh, tickets for that. And um, in the last week or so, they were a bit like, mm, I don't know, we don't know if we want to go because uh, my mother-in-law's got asthma and I've got health problems. And we, you know, if you have to isolate or something like that, you're sort of screwed over Christmas and that. So I think they were having an hour and then it got called off anyway. So. There we go. So they'll be able to go definitely now. So which is good. Um, so yeah, um, looking forward to having a chat to you guys. If you have got any questions and all that good stuff, like obviously get involved, drop them in the uh, thing. There, there is going to be some uh, like recorded shows and stuff over the Christmas period. Um, we've got a show with me and Rodri at a studio, which has already been recorded. That's going to drop. Um, or at least part of it, it looks like I think it's going to be a World Cup qualifier special, uh, talking about the World Cup playoffs and the, the obviously the World Cup generally and stuff like that. Um, so we're going to have that. We're going to also have um, a compilation of the fight show with all the different guests and interviews and stuff that'll drop probably on the Boxing Day edition because I know you know people have got stuff to be doing on that, so they're not necessarily going to want to watch shows. We've got family and stuff, so we don't want to be doing live shows on Boxing Day. I'll be having a drink on Boxing Day, like Christmas Day and Boxing Day are my two days of the year where I have actually have a little bit of a drink. But um, it is going to be fun. But uh, I've also, on Monday, uh, Monday this coming Monday, uh, I'm recording a show in a studio, an episode of my story in a studio with... Joe from Experience Real Podcast. So you guys who checked my appearance out on his podcast, um, he's coming down and um, we're going to do that. Then I'm going home to record a my story with an American boxing legend, um, which Ben has kindly sorted me out. And then and then Monday night, obviously, we've got the uh, my story extra with Danny Batner, which is going to be good. So make sure you've watched yesterday or last this past Wednesday's episode of my story with Danny. So you can ask some questions, interact with him. He'd, obviously for people who don't watch the fight show, they'll be, they might know who Danny is, but they might not have uh, interacted or, or seen him. He's, he's a, he's a cool dude. He's um, very, uh, very knowledgeable, very nice person. Um, it's good fun. Likes a joke. So that should be a good one on Monday. Um, there's obviously, there's loads of football over the, over the Christmas period. So, I think, you know, we will be doing some football shows during that period. Um, they just won't necessarily be like on the, the usual days. Um, I will let you guys know sort of once I sorted out the schedule, who's going to be on where and stuff like that. But ultimately, you know, Rodri's got kids. I've got kids. Anyone else who's going to come on is potentially or has kids. So it's like, you know, we've got to spend time with our families and have a bit of a break. So I'm recording a lot. Monday and Tuesday this week, and then I'm pretty much switching off from recording shows other than the kind of live one with Rodri, the live one with Danny next Sunday, and then we're having a, a couple of weeks off, which I think is well-deserved. But I'm not going to leave you guys with no um, no content. And um, like I say, that Rodri Giggs show is, um, is a really good one. It's going to be on the World Cup uh, World Cup qualifiers, the World Cup and stuff next year. So that's quite an interesting one. Um, so, yes, that's going to be interesting. I don't know where to start with these now. Like, um, let's have a look and see what questions we've got. Um, okay, let's have a look. Yes, Joe. Joe's going to be very good. Uh, it's going to be a really good episode, Donna, of uh, my story. Really good. Uh, Donna's missed me, myself, and Sai. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It's, it's a weird one, as I've said before. Like, talking to yourself is kind of strange. But um, we will move on to football in just a sec. Um, 
Donna says, what do you think about the FA Cup draw site? We've been moved to Sunday at 2pm for some reason. Oh, it's just... I... I find it frustrating because um, they move all these games around and they just don't care about fans. And like, I'm not saying that that's particularly a problem in terms of getting there, but sometimes they'll move games and it'll be like the game will finish after the last train is home and things like that. And it's just, they just don't care. Um, The fans are like their last thought. um, And it's just sort of one of those things, which is a real bugbear of mine because you've got no fans. Football's not the same. And I think whilst we all were grateful that football carried on during lockdown and stuff, it wasn't the same. Um, so, yeah, it was... Um, it's kind of like, yeah, I don't, know. I don't know what to say, really, with that. I'll have a proper look at the draw in a minute, though. Um, what else we've got... Uh, Leslie, where's Roger? Yeah, well, uh, Roger's ill, came down with a bit of an illness um, today, so we had to had to rearrange things a bit. I did try and get a couple of people in, but it was you know, late notice. It's difficult. People are doing stuff again, ready for Christmas, and if you're not already organised to do something, it is tricky. Um, Kay Child says, what did you think of Manchester United youngsters the other day? I still think uh, Diallo, a lot of money for him, but not sure. Got to give him time, I suppose. Yeah, I, th- I thought... On the whole, they thought they were most of them did pretty well. Um, United are in this weird position, like with um, so for instance, Wan Bissaka defensively is one of the best fullbacks around, but going forward is dreadful. Diego Dallo is really good going forward. I'd say he's he's up there with some of the best. Not he's not the best, but he's up there. He's good going forward, but defensively he's shambles. To me, if you've got a team full of Ronaldo's and uh, Sancho's and Rashford's and Fernandez and all these names they've got going forward, you shouldn't. You should be able to just let Aaron Wan-Bissaka defend and then kind of let him build on the rest of his game. But the way that Ralph Raniak plays football, you need the fullbacks playing really high for the system to work, which makes it problematic. Um, it was, I tell you what, was great to see, and it was really, um, I don't know if I'm going soft in my old age or it's just as a father and was father of kids who like played football and stuff. But seeing um, Robbie Savage, like how proud he was of his son before the game, and then commentating as his son made his Manchester United debut off the bench, that was kind of like a, a nice moment. Um, there's a couple of those United youngsters. Um, there's one um, who isn't. There's a couple who I didn't get in the squad, who are actually better, I think, than like Police Street. I think is out on loan. It's probably slightly ahead of Diallo. Um, and there's also a couple of others in the uh, younger ones who haven't didn't quite make it. But it's good to see. That I think that's the right thing to do is to play all those youngsters. And what I really liked about it was he played the youngsters with a couple of experienced heads in there for the first eleven. But on the bench, it was all youngsters, apart from Tom Heaton. Great to see Tom Heaton, by the way, ex-Cardiff City goalkeeper, playing in the Champions League. I thought that was fantastic. And he'll get a medal if they were to win it now as well. Um, But um, ultimately, I loved that they didn't put the likes of Ronaldo and all that on the bench. They literally just jammed it with youngsters. The bench was even younger than the first team. I thought that was great. Great to see. They're already through. It didn't matter. They were playing a team they should probably be certainly not losing to anyway, even with the youngsters. So I thought it was good. Um, Donna Perry says, you're missing out if you don't watch the fight show. That you are. We've had some tremendous guests on that show. Like, I had someone message me the other day, actually, and say, like, how the hell do you get all these guests for the MMA show? Because some of them, they only do mainstream broadcasts. So... You know, we have been lucky. We've been um, had some big names. Um, let's have a look. Evening, Reese. Uh, what you know? What am I having for Christmas? Probably nothing, Donna. To be honest, um, like me and my missus tend to focus all our attention on the kids and everyone else in terms of presents, and then like I don't know. Maybe it's an age thing, like. We used to kind of try and surprise each other, and like I, 
you know, we get each other stuff, but now we tend to just put all our effort into the kids and all that sort of stuff. And even that this year, that they're all so much older, none of them believe. So it's it's a very different Christmas this year. It's just, I, I'm not excited at all. It's almost more of an inconvenience. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Christmas Day, though, having some nice food at my in-laws and a few drinks and stuff. That's that's good. I like that. I like that a lot. I like why I'm... I don't know. Lost the general consensus. I'm very, very lucky. My in-laws are so sound. It's unreal. Like, they have always been so cool to me. Like, my father-in-law is, like, one of my best mates. Like, I just, um, yeah, it's, I'm so lucky that going to my in-laws is not an inconvenience. It's like a pleasure. Like, I really enjoy it. And I know some people perhaps aren't in that situation and it's problematic and stuff. I'm just so grateful that I'm not, and I'm very lucky in that in that um, in that way. <clears throat> um, Gaz Cohen's says, "I thought the Patreon members only was launching before Christmas." Right. So with that, it was. I was going to launch it at the start of December, but I decided it's Christmas. People, you know, people are going to be spending money and stuff like that, and I didn't feel right, kind of putting a service out which you guys would have to pay for to be members and stuff, even though it's not much, you know, it's a couple of quid or whatever. It's, it was just the principle of it. So that'll launch uh, first week of January, I think. It's kind of all in place and ready to go. Um, there'll be some straight, like the day it drops, there's going to be a couple of shows on there, which are with me and Rodri and a couple of conspiracy theory ones which never got released they'll be on there straight away for people to access um mem only members will be able to access those um and then going forward there'll be uh, a weekly or two weekly not sure 100 percent sure on that um podcast with me and barry uh, for those long-time viewers the boot and the limp is uh, going on the members only uh, x-rated comedy podcast is how i would describe that but people loved it and people were really disappointed when it went away. Um, it just went away for, for reasons. It was probably, it was weird. Like it was like seven o'clock on a Friday, like, and some of the stuff which we were joking about and said was quite explicit and, you know, but it's all going to be coming back the same. It's just going to be behind that sort of members only section. Um, there will be like the My Stories or Mental Health in Sports and all those different series which we tend to record and then put out on a Wednesday or whatever day. So, and we rotate them like throughout the year. Those series will be available to members like a few days earlier and things like that. And there'll be um, merch discount codes, all different bonuses and, and rewards for people to join as well as exclusive podcasts which will only be released on the members only section so it you know for for the price of like an expensive coffee a month it'll be well worth it um and also you get to support the channel and and help us keep continuing to grow and and uh grow and take those next steps um right what's that by s4c um I know we're on S4C, but I don't think that's the reason why. Oh, the FA Cup is, is on S4C, is that right? Uh, two o'clock Sunday is better than four o'clock. You're right there. Uh, Reese says, could well be. I think S4C is owned by the BBC. Uh, so they get the pick of the games for the FA Cup. I think, uh, yeah, I think that's right, actually. Um, Kate says, I thought the young left-backer came on for Manchester United was really good. Um, Shaw looked better. Yeah, Shaw looked much better. Um uh, yeah, that Donna says she felt sorry for the other boy who was making his debut at the same time because it was all about Savage's boy. Yeah, but yeah, I think that was because Robbie Savage was on commentary and that doesn't happen too often. But um, it's, I can't remember his name, Zidane. And he was the first, uh, I think it was the first, uh, first South Asian to play for Manchester United or the, some. he was the first of some sort of... Uh, nationality or, or race to play for Manchester United's first team, something like that. So, so yeah, he could have uh, got, please get Tommy Fury on the fight show. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. He can't even turn up for his fights, Donna, let alone interviews. Um, is what it is, I guess. Isn't it? 
Donna says, people forget about me. It's all about the twins. Yeah, Christmas is for the kids, isn't it? And um, I think what I'm, like, I am looking forward to um, seeing, like, what's what in terms of, like, because my kids are all going to be at an age where they don't believe and it's going to be, you haven't got to, like, do certain things and kind of, it's going to be very different Christmas Eve this year, for instance, like we can sit down and watch a film and all that sort of stuff, which we weren't perhaps able to do in previous years because we're trying to get them to bed to then wrap stuff and all that stuff. It's going to be very interesting. James Costley says, Charlie Savage already done it, outdone his father. Oh, I don't know. Robbie Savage, lots of caps for Wales, won a few trophy, couple of trophies, FA Cups or League Cups or something. So, yeah, he's got a bit, bit to go. But, I mean, he's got further in the Manchester United system. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, <clears throat> so I want to talk about a couple of things from the world of football, um, this week. The first one being Tim Sherwood. Um, look, why, um, these broadcast companies are employing someone so ignorant and so just... Like, he is proud of the fact that he's like, doesn't know who Ralph Raniak is. And he, and he was given it that, um, he said, I, I don't know who he is. He got the United job because no one else wanted him. Well, straight away, that's complete bollocks because he turned down the Chelsea job last year before Thomas Tuchel, um, took over. Never mind the fact that you can look at Thomas Tuchel. You know, if you know anything about European football, you know anything about the likes of Tuchel and Klopp and um, that style of play, then you know that this guy, Ralph Raniak, was the one who created that and, and is a massive influence on those guys who are now the best coaches around here in Europe at the moment. So to say... To say that... Um, no one wanted him, and to say you don't know who it is proudly, like it's embarrassing. Like these are mainstream media broadcasters. This was on, by the way, Premier League Productions, which I believe is owned by the Premier League for their own footage. Absolute embarrassment. I think it's owned by them, and then they are they kind of sell it to the um, overseas broadcasters. But absolutely embarrassing. Like. Um, and like earlier in the season, when Bruno Fernandes missed a penalty, he blamed Ronaldo because he said, um, oh, it's Ronaldo's fault because Fernandes knows that if he misses, then Ronaldo's on penalties. And it's just like the, the, the stupidity, stupidity of it all is unreal. It's, um, and he said, oh, I, I didn't see a difference in the way Manchester United played since Solskjaer's left. How, like... It was, there's one thing to not know your facts, and I think that's embarrassing for someone who's on. I wouldn't go on BBC or Sky or Talk Sport or all these different places. If I was going to do that, I would make sure I knew what I was talking about and I knew my facts were right. I certainly wouldn't go on there and go, oh, I've never heard of him. Like this massive name in European football. It's embarrassing. Not just a name in European football, but someone who's had a long-term effect on the evolution of the way football is played. And you're stood there on that, like national TV, proudly saying, oh, I've never heard of him. Piss off, mate. Absolute embarrassment. Um, and look, he's done it a lot over the years. Um, doesn't think Ronaldo's dirty. He's a tapping merchant, all these terrible, ridiculous things. But I think it, I think it drags down these broadcasters, I think it makes them look worse. It makes them look petty and it makes them look um, half-assed. And it makes them just look like <sighs> embarrassing, embarrassing. Um, <clears throat> like I pride myself on whatever we're going to talk about, whatever we're going to do a show about, I make sure that I've got someone who is very knowledgeable on that subject. Like top guests, expert analysts, and more is not just like a catchy thing to say in the intro. I stand by that. If we got a fight show, we've got a former world champion, and like one of the best 
MMA coaches and strategists in the country and in Europe alongside me. And then we bring in guests. So when I, when we do analysis, we have the fan point of view from myself. Um, and I'm quite a hardcore fan. So like I watch a lot. So I'm fairly knowledgeable. But then Danny's like another level. You know, he can give analysis in a way which I can't. And then you have the top guests, etc. Same with football. We're going to have a talk football show. I get Andy Campbell on, who's been around the block, played for all sorts of football clubs, played for England um, up to under 21 level and all the age groups. And, you know, has been in the game for 30 years. Roger Giggs, born into the family he's born in, grown up around football, played football, coached football, knows what he's talking about, gives superb analysis. Kevin McNaughton, whoever I'm going to bring in to talk about these things, look at the look at the um, the kind of the rotation of people we had in the Euros. Rodri, David Giles, people who not only have played the game at the highest level, but also they know what they're talking about and they know how to put that across in a way that doesn't make them seem like dickheads, doesn't make them, make them think, seem like they're antagonising and patronising football fans who pay their hard-earned money to, to, to watch the game and pay their wages and pay their Sky subscriptions and all that sort of stuff. Absolute. Um, so if I can do that on a self-funded YouTube channel from my house, why the hell are Premier League productions or whoever employing people like Tim Sherwood. And there's a few others, by the way, who talk absolute nonsense. There's a couple of the newer guys on TalkSport who are absolute terrible. Jamie O'Hara. Um, I actually don't mind Jamie O'Hara as I, I quite... I don't mind listening to... I find him quite entertaining until he starts talking about football. And then he just... Some of his opinions are terrible. Um, Gabby Obonglahor, terrible. Um, there's a few of them. And I just, oh, come on, we do better. Like, have good pundits and good commentators. Um, I think Amazon Prime, Reese's, the Amazon Prime pundits and commentators spot on this month so far. Ali McCoist is excellent. He's also excellent on TalkSport. Alan Shearer is way better on Amazon Prime than he is on Match of a Day. 100% agree with that. Um Obviously, we only see him on the FA Cup games, really, so it's, it's slightly different. Um, I think BT and Sky, for the game, for the big games, have generally got their pundits and um, commentary team down to a T now. Like, I think Robbie Savage is decent. I think they've kind of pushed Michael Owen out. I don't mind Owen Hargreaves in sort of small doses, but I think he can be a bit thing. Um, Phil Neville's terrible. Gary Neville, excellent. Uh, Roy Keane, phenomenal. Jamie Carragher, fantastic. They've kind of also Sky have like pushed Jamie Jamie Redknapp into the the like the the not main games unless it's like a Liverpool game. He'll do like the earlier games. Um, I think the commentary teams have been good. I think that the choices that Sky have made at the moment for the female pundits and commentators they've brought and presenters they've brought in over the last 12 months have been good because I think the worry was when they sacked all those various pundits like Letizia and all that, there was a worry that they were just going to put people in just because they were female or they were of a certain race. But luckily they've made, they've picked the best people for the job at the moment. Um, yeah, Amazon Prime. I wish they would have. They just seem to have like the Christmas period games. I wish they'd have them throughout the season because you know, I've got Amazon Prime. I, I like that. I'd like, uh, and I think they do a good job. So hopefully, they'll up their coverage in the next few years. Richie says Roy Keane is top dog. I love Roy Keane. Roy Keane, um, I would l listen to over most pundits because he doesn't sugarcoat it and he, he gives an honest opinion. And ultimately, that's what I want from pundits on anything. I want good analysis, te technical analysis. If it's on fighting, boxing, football, cricket, whatever, I want the analysis to be good, top top notch. Whether they've played the, I don't care if you've played the game or not. What I care about is that your analysis is good, 
and you're if you're doing football you're looking at things and the technical side of things not just going so and so plays well why did he play well what are they doing to stop him what are they doing well and then also if it's a pundit i want to if someone's crap why are they crap and Roy Keane provides that. I don't want people like Michael Owen who are going to tiptoe around stuff because they don't want to upset their mates. Come on, just say it as it is. Give your opinion. That's what you're there for. Um, and I know someone will probably say Gary Neville didn't with Oli Gunnar but he. this is the difference, right? Gary Neville did give an opinion on Robbie Carragher, uh, Robbie Carragher, Ron Rob, uh, Oli Gunnar He did say, that what he wasn't doing a good enough job. He did say Manchester United weren't very good. He did criticise the team. He did criticise the manager. What he wouldn't do was call for him to be sacked. I don't have a problem with that because his analysis of what the job Solskjaer was doing tells you that he wasn't doing a good enough job. So that's good. Um, the some of the stuff, some of the online stuff that Sky have been doing has been really good with Roy Keane and Gary Neville. Um, the overlap, they do like an overlap thing with fans as well, which is pretty good. Um, that's been some, there's some really good content. Did anybody see the interview with Ian Wright, Sean Wright Phillips and DiMaggio uh, Wright Phillips? That was crazy, but that also made me feel so old because you had grandfather, father and son. And Jesus Christ, Ian Wright is the grandfather, Sean Wright Phillips is the father, and then that Sean Wright Phillips is grown up son who plays for whoever Man City or whatever. Crazy stuff. Um Richie says TV gold between Carragher and Keane. It is very, very good. Um Donna Perry says Roy Keane and Gary Neville, my favourite. Cade says, I will uh, I will now call Jamie Carragher uh uh, Robbie class. Yeah, they're good. They're good. It's good. I like it. Um, it's on, it's like an online Kate. Um, it's like a, it's probably on the Sky YouTube channel because I know you haven't got Facebook. Um, but it was really, really good. I think it was Sky. It might have been BBC. I'm not sure. Um, Reese says, disgrace though, the fact that Sky BT Prime now have own the rights to the Premier League football. There needs to be free to air on BBC. Otherwise, there's going to be a large number of younger generation who aren't fortunate enough to go to live games who are missing out. 100% agree with that. There should be one game a week on a Sunday at prime time, four o'clock. That's free to air on ITV or BBC or Channel 4, whatever it may be, um, every week throughout the season, in my opinion. Um, oh, you're on Facebook now, Kate. Well done. Good show, son. Um, 100%. Yeah, cash for Schmeichel on the field as a two-year-old when uh, Schmeichel won a trophy. It makes you feel old, doesn't it? But, um, yeah, it, it kind of it is what it is. Um, one of the things we were going to do um, this week with this uh, podcast with Rodri is me and Rodri were going to have a really close look at Arsenal uh, and their defensive frailties because um, I... They were bottom of the league for a while this year. And look, I like Arteta. I want him to succeed, but they've got problems. Like they lost 2-1 to Everton. Everton scored pretty much a last couple of minutes. But let me tell you something, right? They had two disallowed goals. One of them was very fortunate to be disallowed. They're defensively, they were absolutely all over the place. They... Um, Calvert-Lewin ran him ragged all game. He was playing on the on the edge. But the I think in the first half alone, like four or five times, um, Mustafi and Bellerin were not communicating with each other. And the other two defenders would be in a line. And these two would be completely out of a line. They'd be causing a problem. They'd be playing Calvert-Lewin onside. And... That is basic, basic communication. And then what Richardson was doing was pulling off to the to the far post of the two guys who were in line. And it just kept creating problem after problem because Calvert-Lewin would break down the right where the two had not communicated. He would then, and he'd slide it across to Richardson for a simple ball. Should have been the 1-0. 
but the defenders can't get back because they're all out of position. Um, it's really, really embarrassing. It was in that particular instance, which I just referred to, it was Petacek who saved him. He kind of took out Carvalhoen. But Arsenal got huge problems. The second mistake, um, which I really noticed, is how slow they were to, to push out the defensive line. So when they would win the ball back on the edge of the box or they'd clear it, they, they defend, like those defenders should be screaming. They're experienced defenders. Get out, get out, get out, get out. You should be pushing your team up the pitch. Leave the strikers behind you. Just get up there as far as you can, you know, realistically. And they just, they just slowly just walking out of defence. Monreal, Socrates, walking out. No communication, no leader in there saying, get out. And they just got caught out time and time again. Um, the third thing I noticed is when they were taking corners, the the indecision of they just didn't know like where and when they were doing. And oh, yeah, it was dog, 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 turd. Um, very poor, very poor, very poor. Um, I just thought Everton were very good. Um, I really like Richarlison. Um, I realized I think I got one of those names, a couple of those names wrong then for the Arsenal defenders, but. The analysis stays the same. It was on the screen and I couldn't see the names. But um, Dewari Gray is having a great season, by the way, for Everton. That was a really good move. He gambled on himself, went abroad, did well, came back. And I think um, Everton have uh, really picked up. Um, I believe that uh, they saw Donna said about Neville Southall. Um, Richie Thomas says, I was brought up watching Neville Southall, Gary Bailey. Um, Never Southall, in my opinion, should be knighted this year. Um, however, in the New Year's honours for his work with uh, mental health and, and things like that. However, he will, I don't think he would accept it anyway. But done some phenomenal work. Um, I've been trying desperately to get him on the podcast, but um, it's difficult. He seems to be difficult to get hold of. Um, let's have a look. Cardiff City. Donna says, what I don't get is Cardiff City TV, only people who don't live in the UK can watch games live on a Saturday. Yes. So, Donna, I might have a solution for you for that. Um, I'm hoping to get a VPN sponsor shortly um, after Christmas who will give us like 80% off uh, VPN. And then you just click a button to say you're outside of the uh, country. So you just say you're in America and you could watch Cardiff City games through Cardiff City TV. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. You can do it anyway. Just get a VPN. Personally, I use ExpressVPN um, to watch things myself. The American Netflix is much better than the uh, the UK Netflix. Um, so, yeah, Arsenal got problems. If they could sort the defence out going forward, I think they're doing better. Um, I like um, Odegaard. I think he's having a good season. He's been quite impressive. Um had his moment, seems to be settling in nicely now, um, making a difference, still very young. So that'll be interesting. The next thing I want to talk about, here we go. Um, Barcelona out of the Champions League. Well, well, well. Can you believe that? I can. We've been talking, me, we've been talking, me and Rodri, about Barcelona's issues um, for, what is it, like, probably since the start of the season when they started having all the all those issues. Uh, Xavi was fuming, was not happy at all. Barca, just, they're just not good enough. they they, they got financial issues. They, there's players. Bayern Munich just absolutely played them off the park. Um, their attitude was terrible. Barca's, their concentration levels were terrible. They didn't play very well. But basic things is hard work and concentration. And they just didn't have that. Um, so first time in 21 years that they've got out um, at the group stage, which is a long old time. They've got to make changes. Unfortunately I, for them, I don't think they've got the money to make the changes um, because they've got some aging players in that team who are just not doing it. Like I really rate Piquet. I think he's been one of the best defenders in Europe over the years. But I do think that now is probably the time for them to get rid of him. Um, with PK, it's mad, isn't it? So he was at United as a youngster and he gambled on himself. He trusted that he was good enough. He wasn't in the United first team regularly. 
he was sort of just starting to he was on the outskirts of the first team squad and he gambled on himself Barcelona came in and he said yeah I am good enough and he went and played for Barcelona and has won how many Champions Leagues and and it's phenomenal um Richie says I can see Guardiola going back there no I think that I, maybe I think they'll stick with Xavi for for as long as they physically can I can't I don't think you can blame Xavi for the way this kind of has turned out, like the Champions League, he took over not that long ago. So I think it's uh, you know it's a diff- difficult one. Um, so yeah, I yeah, uh, look, it's, you never know, do you? It's um, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's um, it's like he could put a run together, they could win the Europe Europa League, and then it's good now. Um, with the VPN, Stoner, yeah, uh, if you use Express VPN, you literally just click connect, pick a country you want to be in. So I'm always in Washington. Um, and you can then you just log into these various sites, Netflix, whatever, and you get access to different content. Uh, very easy to use. Uh, yeah, Guardiola in a couple of years, Richie, I agree that could be an option. Because I don't think he's going to stay at Man City forever and ever. Um, Yeah, where are Barcelona in La Liga, Donna? That's a very good question. Shall we have a look at La Liga table? They are not in the top five, I can tell you that much. Uh, They are seventh on 23 points. And fifth place has 29 points, which is Real Sociedad Madrid. uh, Eight points clear of Seville, top of the league. So yeah, Barcelona got issues. They might not even qualify for the Champions League at this rate next year. Which can you imagine? Not just not making the group stage, but then not qualifying for the for the tournament next year. Jesus, that would be astounding. Even with their financial financial problems, look, they've got problems, but they've still got a good squad. So I do think it would be problematic if they were not to make the Champions League next year. I really think that would be uh, difficult. So we will see. We will see what comes about, I guess. Um, on the Champions League, look, got to give a shout out to um, to them, the Scousers. Uh, they, that group which Liverpool were in, there's groups of death and there's groups of death. And that was a incredibly difficult group. So for them to not only qualify from it as winners, I think was good, but to win all six games, first English team to ever do it, first British team to ever do it, um, is phenomenal. They deserve so much credit for that. Um, so much, so much um, credit for that. Atletico Madrid, AC Milan and Porto, all former Champions League winners. So, just simply incredible, phenomenal stuff. Um, congratulations to them. It's going to be interesting to see how that uh, Champions League draw goes because United are going to have a bit of steam now. Uh, you know, new manager, they're going to bring in some players. You've got Liverpool are on fire. Man City look good. Um, Chelsea look good. It's... Any of those British teams could win it. It's uh, it's mad to think how much the British teams or the English Premier League teams have have dominated the Champions League in recent years. Um, it didn't used to be that that wasn't the case. Um, so I'm going to do my Super Six in a second, so you can do them along with me if you like. Um, FA Cup draw. That's what I was having a look at. Advantage to have a look. Uh, so. Who did the Peeps teams get? Who have you got in the chest? We've got Donna and them guys. Cardiff. Cade is butter, Ernie. So Cardiff got Preston at home. It's an interesting uh, interesting draw. It's a difficult one, that is. Um, I think all you can ask for is a home home game, really. United Villa will be a good one. Gerard at Old Trafford. Um, Spurs versus Morecambe. Oh, I fancy an upset there. Um, Fulham, Bristol. That'll be a good one. Who, uh, who did Middlesbrough get, Cade? Can't see them on there. Are they out? They can't be out. They're only just going in, aren't they? 
Oh yeah, Middlesbrough versus Mansfield Town, one of Joe Riley's old team. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think a, a good cup cup game will be good. Um, good cup run for for likes of Cardiff can be season changing. Um, Reese says he could see a fire sale at Barca just to cut the wage bills. They've got to do something and they've got to bring some money in because they are struggling big time. So I do I kind of tend to agree with you. I think that could probably. Uh, there's a few players in there who they could sell off for quite big money. Um, they've tied up the younger, like the 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 young, highly rated players, put big release clauses in their contracts. So I think it makes sense, doesn't it, that they could then maybe sell some of the uh, the players who are not necessarily aging, but some of the players who aren't doing as well. Um, is it the young? You know, they, there's some boys there they can get some real big money for. So, um, <clears throat> so it's going to be interesting. Um, so we're going to have a look at the Super Six for this weekend. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, who do you, how do you think your teams are going to do over the weekend? Let us know in, in the chat. Um, Super Six Sky Sports. Manchester United versus Villa's FA Cup game is on. Is on the the telly box. Oh, that's going to be a really interesting one. Been really impressed with Gerard. I think um, I'd be interested how Gerard does at Liverpool on the weekend. Actually, um, I've already done them, but I'll go through them anyway. So we've got Chelsea versus Leeds United. Um, I've gone for a three-one Chelsea victory. What do you guys think for that one? Um, I think Chelsea will be too strong for Leeds. Uh, I fancy Leeds to get a goal though. Um, then we've got Liverpool versus Villa, the, the homecoming of Steven Gerrard. I think this one will be quite feisty. I think it'll be close. Um, I've gone for 3-2 Liverpool. I think I'm going to change that to 4-2 Liverpool. I do fancy Villa to maybe pick up a couple of goals. Um, there we've got Arsenal versus Southampton. Arsenal will score a couple but I also think they might lose a couple. So I've gone for a two-all draw there. And then we've got uh, West Brom 2, Reading nil for me. Um, <clears throat> I think, I think uh, West Brom will just be a bit too strong for Reading. But um, we'll have a look. Let's have a look at the championship table. See if I need to... See if I need to, like, rethink my uh my thinking with that like west brom a third doing well right up there with the old um championship table yeah west brom third Reading Reading have been pretty good recent weeks though so Yeah, Reading all the way down. Yeah, I'm going to go with... Uh, I've gone with 2-0 West Brom there. I think that's a good one. Um, oh, always popular on WhatsApp recently, just non-stop. Should we mute that on the TV? Rethinking, yeah, I do take it seriously. That's why my form has improved on over the last few weeks. I've been on fire. Um, and then we've got Bournemouth versus Blackburn. That is a tough one to call, I think, because Bournemouth obviously right up there in second place, very strong. But Blackburn Rovers have um, won four out of their last five and drew the other one. Um, so I think you know it makes sense. I'm going to go. I've changed that. So I went with Bournemouth three two, but I'm going to change that. I'm going to go with. Um, 3-2 to Blackburn. Um, Blackburn. Blackburn are in good form, so I think that's good. Um, and then Luton versus Fulham. I've gone 2-0 Fulham. Fulham, I think, will have too much for for um, Luton. But, you know, Luton have been in phenomenal form. Um, but they've lost three of the last four, even though they were having a good season. And... Um, last five, Fulham have drawn 3-1-2. So, I, yeah, I'm going to go with Fulham there, 2-0. So, uh, that's my Super 6 is done. If there's any games you'd like to give me prediction, me to give a prediction on before I go, please feel free to drop it in the chat. Um, 
and I shall do so. And let's have a look. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Was there anything else I would like to discuss this evening? Yeah, Cardiff haven't had a good FA Cup run for a long time. Um, I agree with you, Reese. There, where you said you think Dembele, Coutinho, etc., could be offered to Newcastle just to get them off the wage bill. Yeah, I think um, they're exactly the sort of players that one, the Newcastle owners will want, and two. Barcelona could get big money from those owners for, and I think it suits all parties. I still believe Dembele could do a job at a bigger club than Newcastle, like a top club. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, I'd take a nice little cup run and avoid relegation for Cardiff, i got to be honest. Um, so, yes. Yes, indeed. Let's have a look. Who else? I was going to have a look at the. There's a few players in that Barcelona squad, though. Like, like Dembele. Like, he's not. You know, these are. They're not old footballers. So I just think they have to be careful. Like, yes, they need to get rid of some dead wood, but they also need to to build. And there's nothing to say that if they rebuild with some, bring in some few players, like, could they then? get the best out of some of those like people like Dembele obviously Aguero's out at the moment Memphis Depay I'd... so if we go through the players I'm just going to go I googled it and then there's some players across the top Fatty they're not going to sell Gavi they're not going to sell Depay don't think they'd sell especially with Aguero out and I probably wouldn't sell him Dembele I think could potentially be sold because he's had a chance over the last few years and just hasn't Hasn't done it. He's been given an opportunity and hasn't done it. Um, Danny Alves is there for the short term. Philip Coutinho, I think, could probably go. He's, like Again, he's been given a chance. Hasn't really done it. Uh, Pedri, they won't sell. Luke de Jong, probably up for sale, I think. Um, a couple of the younger players. Frankie de Jong in midfield. Ooh, it's difficult. Like, would you sell both the Diongs? I'd probably sell Luke. I think I'd keep Frankie if I was if it was me. Um, Gonzalez probably sell. Uh, Akahomovic, I probably think they'll keep. PK, I think it's probably time for him to move on. Uh, uh, I, Joe, not sure about him. Braithwaite probably sell. Uh, Ter Steigen, do they need a new keeper? Maybe. They do need to freshen things up. Samuel and Titi, I think they'll sell. Um, Martinez, they'll keep. Uh, Jordi Alba, probably. Oh, I think he's on the brink. Busquets. I think they've got younger players who can play that position now. So I think maybe time for Busquets to move on. Um, but I'm sure there'd be some top clubs who'd be interested in Busquets. Um be interesting. Interesting. Uh, Sergio Roberto. Uh, they got that young keeper, Sotores, Nato. Uh, Lengele, Clement Lengele's defender. Yeah, there's, there's some players there they could sell and get real good money for in that Barcelona squad. It's just whether Xavi, Xavi's got to be brave and he's got to sell some big names if he wants to fund a rebuild, ultimately. January is the time. They, I don't think they can wait till the summer. I think they've got to do it in January because they have to qualify for the Champions League. They're in seventh now. So, yeah, it's, 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 uh, Reese says, uh, De Jong is pretty good. I would get rid of Luke. Braithwaite isn't good enough. Eric Garcia and PK are playing. They could probably offload them. Titi, Dembele is always injured. Coutinho needs to go. Yeah, that's pretty much, pretty much what I said. I think, um, like Piquet and Busquets, Coutinho and Dembele, Braithwaite, get good money for them around Europe. And I think, especially in January, so they could then 
bring in some 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 younger replacements to strengthen the team. So I think that's definitely doable and something that they should do in January because they have to. They have to qualify for the Champions League next year. They cannot finish in seventh position because that would be absolutely disastrous from. Um, so that's very very important that they you know that they make sure that. Mbappe to Barca. I just don't think they could pay his wages, Richie, to be honest, mate. Um, like, if he moves from Paris, he's going to be getting that 500 grand a week, which, you know, Bale and Ronaldo and Messi and all them get. Like, I just don't think many clubs can pay that. Madrid will probably have to make a bit of room for him. And they'll probably have to decide if they want to sign Pogba or Mbappe. I can't see that they could pay the wages to both of them. Man City could be an option for Mbappe. They could pay his wages. It's difficult. They, um, they've they got, Reese says there, Barca always seem to produce an academy. They've got a phenomenal academy. There was um, a young boy who played with my son for a very short period. Um, uh, was it under eight? And um, his mum was Spanish. Um, and he was playing for Cardiff. And then, um, Barcelona offered him a contract, seven. He's incredible, incredible footballer, by the way. But he got offered a contract. And um, yeah, they moved out to Spain and got the re, you know, got the whole hog, the, the house and the thing. Seven years old, mental. But hopefully he goes on and, you know, does it. But it's, it's just kind of um, just the, all the academy rules about local teams about just throws it out the window, doesn't it? Um, like, yeah, I understand, you know, he's got Spanish family and he speaks Spanish, and but he was Welsh and born in Cardiff. Like, you know, come on. What's the point in these stupid academy rules if you just can do that? Like at seven years old, eight years old, just whoosh, off you go. Different country. Crazy. Um. Donis is apparently Cardiff City under 10 to top of the league. Yeah, there's, I think um, there's a handful of the Cardiff teams at different age groups who are uh, like top of the league or, or doing well. Um, you know, even Cardiff's under, under 23s, I think, uh, unbeaten. Certainly were in the top of the league. The um, future's bright on paper. Um, it's just blooding those players in the right way. Or oh, they lost the other day. Is that the first year they lost for the first time against Millwall? One nil, and the under twenty threes. But um, I mean, they must be top of the league by yeah, top of the league by eleven points. Goal difference of like plus twenty three. Um, although Bristol have got two games in hand by the looks of it. Uh, but yeah, look, you can't ask more than that. You know, to win. All your 11 out of 12 games they've won. Cannot ask more than that. Um, scoring goals, playing good football. It's going to be interesting how many of those players develop into first-team footballers because, you know, they should. That's the point of having a development side and a, a youth team and all this. And, and this was a part of the really interesting conversation that we had with which I had with Joe Joe Riley last night about the academy systems, and uh, we went in quite hard on PFA, and what a waste of time they are, I think. Uh, but you know, such is life. Um, you know, we all have an opinion. Me and I gave mine, Joe gave his, and that's the way it is. I might use that as a clip for the show because I had a bit of a rant, a bit of a ranty rant. Not like me, I know. Um, right then, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, it's been a pleasure as always. Um, I'm going to go and make myself a nice hot cup of tea because I'm very cold, very cold indeed. Um, I will be back on Sunday evening, eight o'clock, where I will be with Cage Warriors legend. Ex Cage Warriors champion of the world, Daniel Batten, and we will be joined by the number six featherweight in the world, Mr. Arnold Almighty Allen. 
Uh, really looking forward to having Arnold back on the show. Um, when he did the show last time, I think it wasn't live. So uh, looking forward to kind of that. Hope you guys can pop in and ask some questions. Um, obviously, he's one of the best UFC featherweights in the world. Um, he's up there in the rankings. So big guest, good stuff. It's going to be good. Come join us Sunday. So we've got a double header, a Danny Batten double header, Sunday, 8 o'clock, and then Monday, 8 o'clock. The Monday one will be a shorter show, My Story Extra, but it will be a show. Um, so please check that out. And then next Wednesday, Joe Riley's episode of My Story. Please, of course, as ever, spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell the people. Um, got some really good guests, big guests coming uh, in the new year. Going to do some stuff in studios. Going to launch that members-only um bit as well and and with that there'll be nothing on there that's kind of free already so everything on there will be additional rewards and content for you guys to obviously thank you for um supporting the show for the price of an expensive coffee every month you get loads of uh, additional content podcasts and and alike behind the scenes stuff um but until then, we bid you farewell. Uh, best wishes to Rodri, of course. Hope you're feeling better, my friend. And uh, we'll see you next week. Adios, amigos. Sports Social Podcast Network.